Hello, fellow Hoovians. Welcome to Who Do You Think You Are? No. Ah. Mm. Oh. oh. I gotta train myself not to do that. Welcome to Hooks. It's a Doctor Who rewatch review podcast hosted by me, Jordy Steele, and Cultaholic and Triple Jumps Face Reporter. Hey, Jordy. We've got a new name, a new attitude. We're back talking about Doctor Who. What? 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 Phrase this time we are talking about The Doctor's Daughter is Season 4, Episode 6. Uh, I've just realised I'm really glad all our social handles aren't who do who, who think, do who think are. are. Yeah. That would have been a pain to change. Yeah. Um, the Doctor's Daughter aired on the 10th of May 2008 and was directed by Alice Troughton, who also went on to direct uh, Midnight. And it was written by Stephen Greenhorn, who previously did The Lazarus Experiment, which is very surprising. Yeah, it is very surprising. Um, although, was The Lazarus Experiment's fault the writing or just the CG? Um, I think it was a little bit of both. Yeah. Mm. Must, must make the little note, the, the is Alison, Alison Troughton is not related to... Patrick. The second Doctor, Patrick Troughton. Um, just to make that clear. Or his son, who was in the episode Midnight. Mm. Was it, is it Michael Troughton that was in it? Let me have a look. Oh, so Patrick Troughton's son. Was he the dad of uh, Colin, what's his name, from Merlin? Um, I'm not sure actually. Carlin, who's all your Midnight. Uh, Midnight's still to come actually. David Troughton. That's who it was. Patrick Troughton's son is in the episode Midnight. Right. While it's also directed by Alice Troughton. So there you go. Oh. No relation though. Sorry. No relation though. No. Yes. Colin Morgan plays the son. The emo oh. boy. Um, but. Right in the TARDIS is out of control. There, sh- the cameraman is shaking around. I just like the image of him. Just, Guys, shake, 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 shake. I want a still shot of them. What they <laughs> looked like, just going like wacky, oh. wavy, inflatable arm tube men. That's exactly yeah. That's exactly what they would have been. Uh, they materialize in a tunnel. It's like the London Underground. Uh, uh, yeah. They are instantly held at gunpoint by Gendry Baratheon. Comes out of nowhere. Is that Gendry? It's Gendry Baratheon, yeah. He's a bit pissed. Genuinely? Yeah. I, d- I thought I recognised him. I didn't look into it's him. Gendry, but it's I thought a I younger Gendry Baratheon. He's a bit... I suppose there's only a few years between when he appeared on... Yeah. yeah. He's a bit pissed off that he was sitting there as they were trying to find out who the rightful king was while <laughs> the rightful heir to the throne was right there. Right um, the last son of Gin of Robert Baratheon. Bobby B. Yeah. They put the doctor's hand in a device that takes a tissue sample and suddenly from out of a pod steps Georgia Tennant. Well, Georgia Davison at the time. Yeah. She's my daughter. Hello, Dad. Wow. She's my daughter. But not... This must be weird looking back on it now. Yeah. That's the last time yeah. she called David Daddy. <laughs> wasn't a lot yeah mm. yeah that, that's weird some some doctor who incest going on right here yeah she is the 
She's the doctor's oh, daughter, don't worry. the I doctor's will get wife, in... and she had I the doctor's daughter this. and the doctor's granddaughter yeah. and the doctor's sons and grandsons. It's so... Yeah. Ugh. Uh, Gendry, Georgia, and other soldiers prepare to fight oncoming creatures, the Hath. They're weird fish people with... Fish people that speak through water. Uh, it's like if I sat with an entire bottle of Evian right in front of my mouth. Mm-hmm. One of them catches Martha as the soldiers detonate explosives in the tunnel, separating Martha from the Doctor, Donna, and Georgia. I like the the start to this episode. I think it, it drops you into it perfectly, and you're like, it's a bit chaotic, mm-hmm. like war is. War, war never changes. War never changes. I'm Ron, Ron Perlman. That's what he sounds like. That's what he said, yeah. Uh, Donna asks Georgia what her name is. She doesn't know. She only knows how to fight. Uh, the doctor calls her a generated anomaly, and she takes the name Jenny. What a name. Nice name. Yeah. The doctor is not happy. Gendry takes them to a human fortification inside a theater. All the buildings are underground. There's yeah. no daylight. Um, they are on the planet Messaline, led by General Cobb, a man who refuses to consider peace. Jeff Cobb. Jeff. Big talk pro wrestler. Jeff, Jeff Cobb. Cobb. He's quite a ruthless leader. He, he just, he's one, he, he's like peacemaker. He will kill every man, woman, and child in, you know, in his way to get peace. I believe his first name is Cornana. Cornana Cobb. Cornana Cobb. Uh, it's Corn. Uh, Martha wakes up and helps a hath soldier with a dislocated shoulder. Martha's journey mirrors the Doctors and Donnas, showing just how similar the two armies are. The hath also cloned themselves to rebuild their army. It's, uh, yeah, I like the dynamic of having both both sides sort of be the same. Mm-hmm. And be like, why are you guys She's in a similar also, sort of building that they go to. It shows how much martha has learned from the doctor and how like she is because mm-hmm. she's doing all the same sort of things that he is and kind of just as well i miss how um or i missed how she begins to understand them the half i i think she's just understanding like the body language and how does she know one of them's called peck it's on his badge Ah. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it's on his uniform. Oh. Um the humans are looking for an artifact called the source, the supposed remnants of energy used to create the universe by the great one. Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson's here. Uh the doctor helps them find the coordinates of the source but refuses to help Cod commit genocide. So he locks him, Donna, and Jenny up. Jenny notices how much the doctor is in fact a soldier. Yeah, she's she's very militaristic, mm-hmm. and it, I guess it shows this. It it makes the doctor remember what he was like as part of the time war, which we we'll, we will get to meet that persona of him. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if that young version of the war doctor was anything like Jenny in that sense. Yeah, he. Um, yeah, she sort of she notices that in. He always takes charge, no matter what the the scenario is. But because this is sort of a, this is a war, um, it, he sort of just takes to it and sort of fits in, and and he doesn't like that he he fits in so well as a sort of 
general or, or commander. Uh huh. Um, lucky, uh, lucky Gendry here though in this scene. Is yeah. It this scene. Yeah. Uh, no, it's the the the, the next scene uh, because the doctor manages to call Martha, who tells him the Hather also heading to the source towards the coordinates of the source, uh, and it's gonna be a bloodbath. Donna proves Jenny is Gallifreyan with two hearts, but he still refuses to accept her as one of his own. Still won't accept it. It's yeah, that's there's there's just a, another Time Lord out there. Just yeah, he's he's sort of. He can't believe it. He should be he's happy. He's no longer but... the last of the time. Yeah, he's no longer the last of the time lords. But she has a genetic anomaly. Yeah, but I also feel like he, as we see later on, I think past this season towards the the the, the specials, um, the idea of more time lords sort of terrifies the Doctor. Yeah, because he doesn't yeah. think they should be around. Um, Jenny seduces Gendry and grabs his gun, setting them free. Well, lad. <laughs> uh, uh, he sort of just disappears after this bit. Oh no, he yeah, doesn't. Yeah, yeah. He gets he gets locked in the the cell. Um, yeah, but he's he's had his moment. He's had his moment. Um, yeah. The Donna tries the same on another guard, but the Doctor opts to use a wind up mouse to distract him before Jenny knocks him out with a karate chop. Yeah, just whop. very reminiscent of the third Doctor. Yeah, the Donna's like, I've I've picked up some womanly ways. <gasps> Oh, I've picked up some womanly wives. Wives. Um, Travelling through the tunnels to get to the source before Cobb, they notice a series of numbers seemingly counting down. They come to a grid of lasers blocking their way. The Doctor deactivates it while Jenny holds off a group of soldiers, but while the Doctor and Don are able to make it to the other side, the grid reactivates before Jenny can make it. Q laser grid acrobatics. Very uh like action movie. Mm. Very action movie. I, I, I really I quite like this scene, especially Donna being like, Can you do that? <laughs> I'd like to see you do that. I'll say you do that. Um I thought it was I thought it was great. It's fun. Although it's a bit ridiculous because the way she definitely clips some of those Yeah, she yeah. just cartwheels, that's <laughs> Yeah, that's not how it works. Um <laughs> I would like to have seen her actually do like actual little in and out trying to step over them and mm-hmm. yeah, she just she just backflips essentially. Yeah, Martha and the Hath she helped Peck find their way to the surface of the planet, a windy, desolate wasteland. As they maneuver the terrain, Martha falls down a hill and into some dark quicksand stuff. Peck mm. jumps in and pushes her to safety, but sinks below. It's Artax in the Swamp of Sadness all over again. It's poor, poor little lad, eh? Yeah. Well, poor little lad. <laughs> and then you hear the glass smash. Yeah, it smashed. That's, it's like, quite oh a brutal my death. God. Very brutal death. He doesn't really struggle at all. Yeah. Well, here I go. He's just, oh, oh, my... I like his little his jump in, though. Yeah. Just a... <laughs> <laughs> I'd like it if, like, he didn't. You didn't hear the glass break, and you just kept hearing him talk. Are you well, stuck I'm under sure there? death will take me soon. Oh, still here. <laughs> I might actually make it out of this one. The doctor visits back in like ten ten series time. <laughs> or is anyone there? <laughs> still here. I'm still here. Um. 
where at the end with everything happening what do you think would have happened to his body it would have just sort of flopped onto a glass roof (laughs) (laughs) oh below yeah yeah uh, the doctor says uh, he'll take Jenny along with him and Donna when they leave. Uh, it never ends well when he does that. No, never ends well. As uh, when he promises that it means they're not going to survive this. Probably. Yeah, you have to not want to travel with him until the very end, when everything's when the day's been saved. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you're probably not going to make if it. You, if if he doesn't invite you in episode one, mm-hmm. you're not getting the TARDIS. You're not getting the TARDIS. Not even a Christmas special will do. No, no, definitely not. Um, he reveals to Donna that he was a father before, but that part of him died when they did, and it never came back. And it will never come back. Yeah. Uh, Donna says she thinks he's wrong. Donna's always right, isn't it? Yeah. Donna's right. Um, did we know that his children were dead? Um, well, so we know that Susan, being his granddaughter, mm-hmm. he left with her. Yes. So I guess the fact that we never see his actual children, mm-hmm. possibly. Yeah, I'm really not sure on that one. It would be nice Nathan to get will, some... Nathan will tell us on on Twitter. Yeah, Nathan could tell us. Um, it would be nice to get like... some like concrete, canon, televised story about them. I. I'd rather we didn't see anything of the Doctor's family because that makes him a bit more human. But how would it relate to the timeless child? Exactly, yeah. Who was his wife? Who was their mother? There's so much stuff that's gone unanswered. Um, They all find their way to the temple of the source. Donna noticing more numbers. But plot twist, it's a spaceship. It's a spaceship. Yeah. It is a flipping rocket. The f- I'm getting more caricature. Yes. Yeah. Uh, specifically, it's the first spaceship that the colonists landed on, but its engines are still powered. They find the mission commander died, and the humans and Hath couldn't agree on who could take charge, beginning the war. Donna notices more numbers and realizes their dates. They're completely... They are completion dates of each section of the underground city built by robot drones. The date on the un- the date on the ship is only seven days before the date Donna saw at the human fortification, meaning it's only been seven days since the war broke out. Generations of clones been and gone in seven days. I love this twist. Yeah. Just the fact that when Donna works it out. Mm. I think adds so much to it, and she's the one that figures it out, and she's like, "I'm the best temp in the Charlotte London." Blah, 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 I took a job in a, 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 a library. Yeah, and like, it means the companion Martha. I often felt at times in her season didn't was just there mm-hmm. to help the Doctor, but this is Donna figuring it out, and that's really cool to see. The master also, of the like, decimal system. Yeah, when when he's when he's when she's like, no, 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 they've been said they've been fighting for generations, and it's like, well, yeah, but it's clones. A generate they could go through four generations in a day. Mm-hmm. It fantastic storytelling, great plot twist. Yeah, loved it. Inside the ship, they find a garden and the source, a terrifying de- 
a terrifying, a terraforming device to make barren planets habitable. The Doctor breaks it open, releasing its gases into the atmosphere. The human soldiers and Hath soldiers lay down their weapons, except Cobb, who aims at the Doctor, but Jenny jumps in front of him, taking the bullet. The Doctor holds her in, the doctor holds her in his arms as she dies. He hopes she can regenerate, but she doesn't. An angry doctor marches over to Cobb, grabs his gun, and holds it to Cobb's head, ready to pull the trigger. But he never would. What? Barty Crouch Jr. in this moment. That's all I could see. Just the way his whole face transformed. And it's the... You know, like the deep breathing and his teeth showing. He's very all angry. I could, but he, he looks like a completely different man. Mm-hmm does not look like him at all um and i think this is the the real first time we see the like proper anger yeah this is the closest from the doctor the closest to violence i think we've ever seen the doctor get to I, i would agree so like i mean we've seen him have to make tough decisions and get annoyed and get angry before mm-hmm but this is him at another level like although he's he would never and he says that He's he's threatening to kill someone. Yeah, he wanted to. He's and he's scary. He's really scary. Yeah. Um. Very well done scene. What acting from David Tennant? Yeah. Though? But he says to everyone, he's like, "Let build a new society upon a man who never would." Um, and yeah, just a man, a society without weapons. Imagine, imagine. I mean, that's that. That would be the, the dream. The dream, right? While the world terraforms, the Doctor, Donna, and Martha leave on the TARDIS. Martha returns home. She tells the Doctor, After everything you die for, I thought you had finally found something worth living for. To which the Doctor replies, There's always something worth living for. They say their goodbyes once again, and the Doctor and Donna depart. But that's not all. <laughs> Back on Messaline, Peck and Gendry lay Jenny to rest, but she suddenly breathes out some of the source gas. She grabs a shuttle and blasts off into the night sky. Whoa, she's alive. And what's the line she says? She's, I got uh, places to go, races to uh, defeat, blah, blah, blah. And uh, most importantly, a lot of running to do. Yes, lots of running. That is yeah. great. And lots of advent- fun adventures to be had off screen uh, or off in screen. audiobooks. Yep, absolutely, because they've not brought her back yet, but that's, that's yeah. Anyway, that brings us on to the ne- the second ever edition of Huvia on Hooked. Uh, I'm going to kick things off saying Georgia Tennant, obviously the daughter of the fifth Doctor, Peter Davison, plays the Doctor's do- daughter, which is actually really a clone not really technically the daughter, daughter, but a clone. While filming, she met David Tennant during this episode, and the following year they started dating. In 2010, she fell pregnant, giving birth to a daughter, Olive Tennant. She and Tennant married in December 2011, so as you said earlier, in truth, the Doctor's daughter is the Doctor's daughter, and she had the Doctor's daughter and had the Doctor's granddaughter. Wow. So there you go. Uh, the scar that the cloning machine leaves in the back of the doctor's hand is the exact same shape as the scar on the back of the child's hand in The Empty Child. I don't know if this was uh, a design choice or whether this is just... They've gone, oh, we could reuse that mm. makeup. Um, 
Georgia Tennant previously previously auditioned for the role of Rose Tyler, but was turned down. Wow. Imagine, I I think she would have made a, a good Rose actually. Yeah. Um. Even though they community communicated by gurgling, blah, 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 Stephen Greenhorn wrote all of the dialogue for the half to give the actors under the masks an impression for how their characters should behave. So ah. all of that dialogue has actual meaning. Uh, I do like, like it Chewbacca. when Chewbacca. Yeah, I like it when shows or films do that. Yeah. And not just make up some random crap. Um, the script evolved considerably during its development with various plot points, such as the war's seven-day length, Donna's investigation of the mysterious numbers, and the greenhouse venue of the climactic scenes, added to the very, very late drafts. So the original plans didn't involve any of that. Mm. And I feel like those are the... Or Donna, Donna investigating the numbers and the seven-day war is the best parts of the episode. Yeah. Um, Jenny's acrobat- acrobatics in a corridor full of deadly laser beams was inspired by a music video. Do you know what music video it is? Was it Britney Spears' Toxic? It was <laughs> Britney Spears' Toxic. Toxic was played during the, the End of the World episode in 2005. Mm. Um, uh, it was season one. Uh, the original plan for the story was to keep Jenny killed off. However, Stephen Moffat suggested that Jenny be revived at the end of the episode instead, uh, potentially hinting that he had future plans for her. Spoilers. He, it didn't. He didn't. Uh, the doctor threatened to shoot Cobb was a late change. Originally, he was taken away to be executed, but they felt like they needed to add something to the doctor's character here. Uh, also, according to Stephen Moffat, Jenny did not regenerate, but was actually brought back to life by the source, as you identified there. But there was a lot of confusion after the episode. Mm-hmm. People thought that she had regenerated or had done a form of regeneration. Yeah. Um, and finally, the final scene in which Jenny is revived and decides to leave Messaline uh mess yeah messaline and follow in the footsteps of the doctor and to travel and explore the universals hinted at a possible series of spin-off shows uh, however that didn't take place uh she did appear in the comic books the choice and Endgame. Uh, jenny met the 11th doctor and clara oswald and would do battle with the master and adam mitchell the former companion of the ninth doctor wow so she's she's not done anything else on screen which is a shame i think she would have actually been cool to have come back as a recurring character at some mm-hmm. point you know um hopefully we might we might see that we don't know there's a lot of mystery around these upcoming specials that david Tennant's is back for i i would love that if they brought back if they brought donna donna's back bring Gemma back jenny Tenet. yeah but that is all the whovia i have for you today thank you for joining me We'll jump straight into I think as soon as the Doctor and Arthur and Donna left, they killed Cobb. You think? Yeah. Shit. Absolutely. Oh, he's gone. I didn't hear that. Please try that again. There we go. Okay. They're listening in. Listening in. Anyway, continue. But that brings us to a little segment we like to call The Sated Pits, The Hall of Flame. It's where we send concepts down to the depths of hell to be shunned by society forever. Fraser, what is your pick for today? Um, I'm going to try and keep this Doctor Who themed because I, I've been racing, you know, I've been thinking a lot about what I could do. And I'm actually, I'm going to choose to the concept of forgettable episodes or just forgettable episodes. Okay. Because I was thinking about last week's episode that we watched, The Poison Sky. And I'm like, I, I can't remember that at all. Yeah. At all. And I feel like we could just get rid of them. Like, I've already got rid of them mentally in my head. Mm-hmm. For me, that's just one episode. There's many other episodes that I think have been quite forgettable. Absorbaloff, that one of them. 
done well it's actually it lives in your hand rent free yeah rent free point being i'm putting just forgettable episodes pointless episodes Mm. into the satan's pit because i don't i don't want to go on another 15 minute tirade about airplanes yeah or do something off topic to doctor who so i'm going forgettable episodes poison sky uh, is one of them i will say love and monsters that goes in there because uh, i've got to put it in the sense but mm. every time lazarus experiment lazarus experiment all these sort of ones where it's like if you were to re-watch doctor who mm-hmm. you'd probably skip yeah the unquiet dead yeah like what boomtown what that boomtown is one of them yeah i'm putting all the sort of skippable episodes in yeah because uh, you could cut the series down by a couple episodes or make better ones yeah do better um i am also going to try and stick to uh doctor who uh i've also got to word this very specifically to not upset anyone i am going to put in the way that they have done the doctor and yaz relationship um yes i feel they should have started it earlier um i also feel like uh uh Chris Chibnall just can't write uh, uh, a romance to save his life. Um, I the way they've done it, it feels too sudden. Um, the way that they literally every I, we've said this before, but every every time somebody talks about Yaz and how great they are, there's no evidence of it. Um, yes, when Graham talked about him uh, or her. Uh, it confuses everyone because Yaz literally just stands there and asks questions all the time. And that's literally, that's pretty much what Ryan did as well. Um, and Dan and Graham, Graham, at least just yeah. that he was, he was charismatic as Christian no likes to write old men, old men. And can, he can write old men really well, Yeah, but give, give some of that writing talent to like other characters. But then in flux after we had not seen, uh, Yaz and Dan's adventure for those was it three years that they were they were five five years five years and then Dan was like you should have seen her she was amazing we didn't see that so why are we supposed to believe her you're literally just telling us to think we should we that Yaz should be great um and then yeah the the it seems now that they are they are sort of setting up a relationship with the doctor saying I can't, I can't love again because you'll be gone and I'll keep going. It feels like they're just going to kill off Yaz. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think... Although I think I've seen a lot of people take issue with, with a particular line in the last episode um, where she was like, oh, I've not felt this way since my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was another man back then. As if, like, River Song meant nothing to this current generation this current incarnation yeah when river song means quite a bit in the lore yes like timeless child that's a whole annoying thing but that you can write around that but that's the doctor explicitly just saying i don't care about river song yeah i mean we've I, also me we've also seen when when captain jack brought up rose she sort of just yeah she's in a different world now yep um River Song's probably worse because that's 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 a character that has appeared over three generation regenerations. Uh, yep, three generations of the Doctor. Don't care anymore. 
Yep. She's gone. Don't care. Yaz's better, but no one cares about Yaz. Um, and it is a shame because on, on one hand, it's really cool that there is this relationship mm-hmm. at the forefront of Doctor Who. It just needs better writing. Yeah. And and like people saying, oh, she's a lesbian just to be a lesbian. The Doctor's liked women for his yeah, entire... Yeah, makes more he's sense. been a man. Um, so, yeah. It makes more sense for the character that way. But, but it just, it's like, the writing's not there. I do think at certain scenes, not all of the time, but certain scenes, mm-hmm. uh, they have chemistry together. Yeah. Which it's it's like oh right you you guys clearly are f- friends mm-hmm. like and they have really good chemistry off screen yeah more than they do on screen but for the last two episodes for the what was what was the last episode called it's not the curse of uh, the, legend of the legends of the sea legend devils. of the sea devils and the the revelations of the daleks or whatever it was called all their scenes together was subtly hinting at doctor nah. luke's at yaz while she's looking away looks away yaz looks at her oh what are they going to do that in both of those specials that's that's all they did um and yeah it was nice to have that little scene of the doctor finally going i like you but i can't i can't do anything about it otherwise i'll get heartbroken again yaz is gonna die um yeah especially with people reporting that uh, shutigatwa will be a gay doctor yeah. Although some people yeah. have said that he'll be the first gay doctor, which doesn't make sense because yeah. the doctor shouldn't have a sexuality. He flirts with everyone. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. He's also, he said to Bill, uh, he was like, oh, the doctor, the Time Lords don't, we're, we're far advanced to have petty squabbles over who we're attracted yes. to. And I mean, the, the whole thing, in, even in the ninth doctor, when the, the doctor dances, like it's all obviously a metaphor for sex, mm-hmm. and and he dances with Jack. He dances, he dances with Jack and Rose. Yeah, um, it's it is what it is. Yeah, but I, you know, the, but the, the point is, between... yeah, the the relationship between the Doctor and Yaz was underwhelming and Badly. underwritten. The payoffs just not. The payoff is, or yeah, the payoff should have been really good to it. Yeah, the fact that they're gonna make. Yaz dying such a big thing and that the the doctor's lost the biggest love of her life um we're not gonna believe it so yeah, yeah. also just feel like Yaz is like the longest tenured companion or something wow like off the yeah. off the 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 new who era I think maybe maybe Amy Pond has maybe got more episodes potentially, but I feel like Yaz has had the most seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not earned. No. I feel like we don't know anything about her. She's a cop. She was a cop. She was depressed, and then she became a cop. And we know that Chris Chibnall is very pro cop in his episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, there you go. That's that season Satan Pit. What's your you, you can submit something to the Satan Pit at Doctor Who Pod using the hashtag The Satan Pit. Fraser, what did you think of the Doctor's Daughter? Um I I really like this episode. I think it has a lot of a lot of strengths. I think the the whole thing hinging on it being a seven day war, mm. I think is really clever writing. I think as you pinpointed the fact that 
Martha is separated and it gives you a perspective of two different sides of the war, I think really helps this episode. You get to see that people on different opposing sides are the same. It's just they're fighting over something kind of pointless when they could. The solution was sitting down and having a talk. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a very, very nice story in that aspect. I think I really like the character design of the Hoth. Or the Hath, sorry. The Hath, yeah. Um, I, I think they're really, really cool designed. Um, I like the, do the Doctor's daughter. I like Jenny. She, I think she's really charismatic and works really well opposite everyone in the episode. Like, she's not, it's not a weak performance by any means. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's one of my favorite episodes to, look, like, watch back. It's not one of my favorite episodes, but it's one that I've been most looking forward to, I would say, actually. Mm -hmm. like knowing it was coming up oh it's the doctor's daughter that's gonna be that's gonna be a good episode so i think it's sits between maybe a seven and an eight for me i i probably a, a 7.5 i'll say right um it's really strong but i it's kind of inconsequential mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of things not much uh advances along apart from the doctor's whole like oh, i'm a dad now and i've got responsibility it, not much i feel like it doesn't do much to the story overall but i, I really liked it as a singular episode mm -hmm. what about you uh i love this episode uh as i've said many times on this show uh i love doctor who episodes that can be taken taken and and without the doctor uh the concept alone would be a great story and a soldier mm -hmm. discovering that the war he's been fighting supposedly for generations just began I think it's just brilliant. Um, and it's also a great showcase of the Doctor's attitude towards war and his morals of not killing. And it, it really pushes him to the brink. And it, it brings up the the case of the Doctor's family and, and being mm -hmm. a father and a grandfather and also being a soldier. And I, th I think it's brilliant. And I'm going to give it an eight. Very respectable score for that. And Donna think, is yeah, fantastic in it. Donna's fantastic in this episode, right? Mm. It's also I like the fact that Martha's just come back for a couple episodes. Mm -hmm. Like, it makes the world feel a bit more real. Yeah, I wish they'd do that more. I mean, I mean, soon might to be, might, yeah. We might, yeah, we might get that. Um, but like, yeah, just makes the whole tenant era feel a bit more connected because. Mm -hmm. That's uh, with the thing with Matt Smith. I feel his era is very all interconnected, but as soon as we get to Clara, yeah, it's like the past is kind of forgotten about mm -hmm. of his series. Like it, he's a complete tonal change um, for the last half season or however long he's with Clara. Yeah, until like the yeah. final episode. Yeah, yeah, but there we go. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the Doctor's daughter? You can tell us at Real Geordie Steel or at the Fraser Porter or at Doctor Who Pod on Twitter. You can also tell us your um, Satan's Pit submissions at Doctor Who Pod using the hashtag the Satan Pit. You can also rate this podcast five stars and like and share with everybody and subscribe. Yeah, do all that. Do all that. And yeah, and and what's next time? I've completely forgotten what next time is. It is the the thing in the wasp. Was the wasp, unicorn and the wasp. Unicorn and the wasp. Uh, Agatha Christie murder mystery. Oh, I love that episode. Can't wait.
happens all the time. Uh, but thank you very much for watching. I hope you have a lovely week till next Friday, hopefully. Um, and as always, please remember, stay, stay hooked. hooked.